This is Unclaimed Bands, show 81. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and joining us tonight is Chris Ratty. How you doing, Chris? Doing good. How you guys How you doing? Chris? Doing real good. Right. In hey, the Chris. hot seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> get that light out of his eyes. On you. <laughs> uh, joining me on the mic tonight is Rock, and Hello. way over into the left is Fritz. You no, can ignore no. him now. That's not a problem. <laughs> uh, tell you what, Chris, why don't we uh, jump right into one of your songs? Okay. Uh, what are we gonna hear? Uh, this is so long.
Chris. Love Great the song. song. Great song. Where where can people get your music at? You can um, the album's available for for download in all the the usual places: iTunes, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the album's called All These Things, and okay. it was released uh, November first. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, you know all all the usual places where you would be able to download music, you should be able to pick it up. So cool. Cool. very cool. Tell me about the song. So long. Well, um, it's the start of the album. And um, the album kind of unintentionally, I guess, or subconsciously sort of has a narrative. And that's that's the character of the narrative, you know, finally (laughs) leaving home and Mm -hmm. deciding he's he's getting out. I actually wrote this song, um, was working in a bottle shop, and I had been touring with another band for a few years, and, and that band crashed and burned. And I wound up back in this bottle shop. And mm-hmm. uh, I got fired for writing songs in the bottle shop. So, you know, but there's a little bit of that sort of down on your luck, like I got to get the hell out of here kind of kind of situation going on in this song. And it's hopeful, you know. So the, mm-hmm. the record starts off hopeful with that song. Neat. Cool. I, I wanted to ask you, with, uh, with the record, um, all these things, um, I was reading your bio that you said that you really didn't even know you were making a record. And, you know, you just started working and recording with your brother John. Right. And... Uh, when did you, when you're doing that, when did you realize, okay, this is a record now? Actually, it was it was probably partway through, you know, just kind of collecting songs, and we were just doing it for the fun of it. We had the access to this studio, and we were able to get in there whenever we wanted, and we okay. were sort of teaching ourselves to record and, mm-hmm. and, and ex- doing a lot of experimenting, and, and it was a, a really nice period. Um, and after doing that for... Uh, six or seven months or so was actually my younger brother pointed out to me I had been posting songs on the internet just for fun and uh-huh. there was really no more intention than that he was like man this is starting to sound like a record and I was like oh you know and I went back and, and listened to it and I was like that does kind of sound like a record and subsequently after that I went and recorded probably 10 or 15 more songs until it was all said cool. and done you know cool. I, I'd recorded nice. like 20 plus but oh, now that down to 11 but mm-hmm. you know it did sort of start to feel cohesive and and yeah, lucky me, I guess. <laughs> so. That's sweet. Yeah, it's, it's neat. You're using those experiments, you know, and and releasing them into the wild just to see what happens. That's yeah. exactly you it. Know? Just for the sake of like, you know, I don't know, is this good? I don't know. Or, you know <laughs> so. yeah, hang it out there and see what happens. Sure, yeah, we yeah. understand that. Sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> In this group, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I don't know. See if people listen. <laughs> wow. So you recorded all these things in a small studio in Central PA, right? Right, right. And right. the last time you were recording in LA at East West. Yeah, yeah, pretty wow. famous studio, um, and that was with my other band, the Rustlanders, and uh, we were working with with Don Was, who mm-hmm. um, you know worked with the Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan. It was and, not Was by itself. I mean, right, right. Of course, of <laughs> course. Let's not forget his band. band. Sure. So, so yeah, that was um, that was an incredible experience. I mean, we were in Studio A, which was famous. Um, you know, Frank Sinatra recorded in mm-hmm. there. Lots of humongous hits were recorded in there. I actually got to um, sing into the RCA ribbon mic. That wow, Frank Sinatra nice. used, so I was like using right. that microphone as a geek. That's cool. <laughs> right, yeah, right. That's real cool. Cool. Studio B cool. was right across the hall. That's where Pet Sounds was recorded. Okay. So you know, every night you know, I'd go into Studio B just by myself and sort of like <laughs> lay on the floor. And, <laughs> there so may have been the some, there may been some been chemical influence involved in all that, but a I was bit, you know, lay, just kind of lay on the floor, see if I could sort of soak up <laughs> something from that studio, yeah. you know. But it was a it was a truly amazing experience. And and that's incredible. a bit of a difference. You just want to from, suck up the mojo on right, the floor, right. basically. That's a bit of a difference from being in a small studio in in Central PA. Yeah, I'll say though, um, you know, the pressure was off in Central PA. 
and and I think that uh, that ultimately yes, produced yes. A, a better a better product. Um, there was a lot more room for experimentation, and there was a lot more room for just sort of having fun and. Nobody was looking at their watch while you're trying to lay a track down, and, yeah. and that makes for a much more creative atmosphere. So. <laughs> a little bit less gun to the head aspect. Right, right. Yes. Well, you know, uh, I want to want to go back just a little bit about uh, your former band and all that. When you know, reading just what went on, we don't have to go into the details of it. But when that happened, okay, um, and you found yourself no longer in that situation, and the rest of the rest of the members too. Uh, was it hard? Was it really hard for you to come back from that, or you know, just pick things up again? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I spent a, I spent a good long time being angry, you know, and um, and then trying to funnel that anger into something creative, which is the best you can do when sure. it happens, you know. Yeah. But I I don't know. Um, I don't think I would I would trade any of that. I mm-hmm. think if if somebody said, if you you know if you were to go back and do it again, would you do it? I absolutely would. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, no it was a great experience, no but um, but yeah, it was it was not necessarily the easiest time in the world yeah. <laughs> for for a for a period there. So learning sometimes is hard, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So the lessons you've learned is there a lot of uh, I'll never do this again. You, you think about? Uh you know, I want to I want to be independent and I want to be able to um, to be able to do things on my own, make my own decisions. A lot of a lot of the a lot of the dysfunction that came out of everything was was mm-hmm. other people kind of trying to control. Uh, you know what we would do um, mm. and the surprising thing to me is you know you, you work you get out with these people who are in the big music industry the big business of the music industry and, and what they kept saying to us was well we're just we're just so happy you guys are here because you can actually play and you actually write your own songs and you guys can actually sing mm-hmm. and, right. I, and my you know well, why the Fuck! Are you working with people that can't <laughs> sing and play their own songs? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And yeah. and, and well. so there was a, there was an aspect of like we're dealing with these people who, uh, not to sound immature, but they're almost the enemy. You know, yeah. I don't know how else. To, you know, right. I mean, so that was that was hard. So. In some ways, they actually are <laughs> in a roundabout you know, way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Then sometimes you have to work with the enemy, and then perhaps change the enemy into something <laughs> right. a little bit less enemy-like. You know, right. So. Early on, you um, you wrote that you started uh, playing drums with your father and your brother, right. in, in a band and all that, and um, you actually um, you actually even worked e- even in the coal mines. Uh, no, 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 I didn't. No, no, no. You said you worked in the coal mines. <laughs> no, 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 no. You better update no, that no, bio. Sir. <laughs> uh, go down no, sir. You know it says that right on there. Uh, this is one summer I worked with him. In oh no no no! I worked with my dad in, a, in a, actually in a corrugated box factory. Oh, it doesn't yeah, say that. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, I have to go back and look at that again. Yeah, I don't swear, he's kind of well, 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 out. Hey, you know, if people think I'm working in a coal mine. The, 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 the roundup to the questions still yeah. from cold to hard. My grandfather worked in the coal mines. He actually he actually um, he quit school in in the third grade. To, to, work to work in, in the, the coal, coal mines. mines, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. So I was going to ask what that experience was like, but what was it like working <laughs> in a cardboard? <laughs> was it like working in a cardboard, cardboard factory? <laughs> I decided I wanted to be a musician really, really fast. You know, <laughs> it didn't take long for out. me to figure that out. <laughs> well, you know, that rules out why you can sing. Yeah. Figure, but, you know, well, black you don't lung, black, you know, yeah, exactly. Black okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. A lot of paper cuts, I imagine. That's right. Wet day. That was a very nice place. Right, right. It was the blood. I would stay. I would definitely. Definitely check that bio. It's 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 so cool when you man, you know. No, How many sir. people have that experience anymore? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, on that note, let's uh, let's take a listen to another song. Great. Uh, what are we going to hear? This is called "Burn 'Em Down." This is a test of the emotion. 
That was Burn Em Down by Chris Ratty. That's uh, a great song, man. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Great song. Thank really you. do it. It's dark, though. Dark. Yeah. I mean, a little dark. A little dark. I love the way the band Dark is good. Don't knock Dark is you. We don't have so. a problem. <laughs> don't deny That's the why you. me and Lucifer are friends. That's <laughs> why we like dark. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know about that one. but um, With that, um, with your music, what, what music styles growing up influenced you? Who, who who did you listen to? You know, starting off, it was definitely my my dad's record collection, mm-hmm. which was always a great source of mystery and wonder. You know, and 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 looking at all those all that vinyl, you know, that was yes. a big thing. So yes. a lot of your a lot of your really good classic rock, a lot of Credence and Grand oh. Funk Railroad yeah. was definitely was one of my favorite stuff. bands when I, when I was younger, when I was a yeah. teenager. I mean, that was like nonstop. I probably drove my parents crazy <laughs> listening to that, and, <laughs> like Led Zeppelin, you know, all that kind of good classic rock. But as I've I've come around, and you just try to soak up everything you can. I like a lot of jazz. I like a lot of whatever's good. You know, mm-hmm. if it's good, it's good. So there's a lot of different kind of music that I listen to now. But I think most mostly what informs my writing now is is going to be. Your singer songwriter stuff, a lot of Bruce Springsteen, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. that's that's a big one for me. That's a huge one. Um, yeah. Gillian Welch, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have heard of her mm-hmm. or not, but she's she's a really good songwriter. So a lot of that about the song, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. So that's cool. cool. That's cool. It's a whole range of emotion. We yeah. just stop down there. Uh, how is it to write that honestly? You know, it, it, is it easy to just let let it all out like that? God know? no. <laughs> okay. well, not for me. I writing songs. Is... All right. No, there's, there's writing songs. Say, oh, look, it was easy. I just opened my wrist and I look at the blood. And uh, I'm, you I know, write a sometimes song. it's um, sometimes it's easy. Actually, sometimes you sit down and you write a song and you're like, shit, I just wrote a song. Like, and it's amazing. It's like a lightning bolt, you know, and it comes down yes. and, and you finished it in an hour or whatever. But a lot of songwriting for me is just is getting up and writing and and. A lot of a lot of junkyard picking, you know. I, I wrote a mm-hmm. song three months ago and I didn't use it, but I could pull that verse out of that song, fit it into this thing that I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of that. It's 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 a lot of work for me. You got to put the work in, and hopefully you come up with something. So. I think it definitely shows in what, yeah, you, what yeah. you've produced. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And that, that that's good to know because you know some people are, oh it comes so easy and uh, it no. doesn't come easy. <laughs> Not for this guy. <laughs> A lot of people say that, and you just know. No, nah, it yeah, doesn't really come not easy. Quite like you know. that. You're you really know you're on top of, of it. Kind of lying <laughs> sometimes. Um, you know, uh, here's a question for. I'm going to set this up. If you were to meet someone who, you know, you tell them, "Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm a performer," and they've never heard your your stuff, and you don't have the opportunity to like right there play something for them, uh, what what would you tell them to to make them like maybe check your stuff out? I just try to. It's hard to dis, It's hard to define <coughs> or describe your your own music mm-hmm. you know so i what i really like is and not to sound corny or trite but sort of spirit of rock and roll you know um rock and roll i mean if yeah. someone like what do you guys play we play rock and roll you know it's it's rootsy you could i guess you could put it in americana maybe some of it's mm-hmm. sort of alt country a little bit but just just good old rock and roll is is the best way to describe it i think and the band you know the brush valley rumblers the, the guys that are playing with me now which i'm proud to be playing with them we've really got a good sort of 
raw, garagey, rock and roll sound going on, and, and that brings me back to sort of you know the kind of stuff that I was playing as a teenager, and it's it's a lot of fun to come back around to that. So. Sweet, nice. Yeah, look, nice. definitely looking forward to watching Rush you guys Valley play. Rumblers. Yeah. Who are those guys? Can you name them? Well, yep, we got my brother, who's who's my partner in crime for forever now. So uh-huh. he's playing the keys, Very and cool. uh, got a guy Oz Christ on the drums, great drummer. Um, my buddy Mark Sosnowski, who I've toured with uh, together, we toured together with Marah, Philly band. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, we got Ryan Alford, who's a, a friend of mine that lives lives nearby, and he's playing uh, lead guitar and electric guitar. So sweet, excellent. It's good good to surround yourself with people oh, you know. Well. Yeah, it's like and family, family. Yeah. 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 family gig. Yeah. absolutely. So what's next for you? Take over the world. Good man. <laughs> I love it. Got to love it. One Just person like at a time. Nights. You know. <laughs> Next is playing here. <laughs> yeah, 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 do that first, <laughs> then yeah, take over right. the world. Yeah, yeah. Right. Legendary Dobbs, yeah, always a great first. gig. So. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Cool. Well, Chris, I, I want to thank you for taking time um, to sit down and do this interview with us. We really appreciate sure. it. Sure. Thanks for having yep. me. Thank uh, you so much. Looking forward to seeing you play tonight and uh, you know, and many more good things for you and your band. Great. Thanks. Yes. And so. eventually uh, being subjugated by you as you take over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Sean Rock and Fritz from uh, Unclaimed Bands. Our guest has been Chris Ratty. Until next time, everybody, uh, listen for more good interviews and more great music from your two bands. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.